the vital way. Where ancient wisdom meets the cutting edge to optimize your vitality and performance. There are no right ways, just better ways. The content found on the Vital Way podcast and Superman Herbs is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice for the diagnosis and treatment of a health condition or as a substitute for medical counseling. Please review any information with your qualified health care provider before making any decisions concerning your health, using all risks for the use, misuse, or disuse of this information. Hey, it's Logan Christopher here with the Vital Way podcast. I'm very excited today. We have a special guest on the call, Mark Wilson, who uh, I got introduced to a little while ago, I'd say probably a few months, and uh, definitely we've talked herbs and testosterone, all kinds of different things, and I wanted to bring him on this call, especially because he had a really cool idea that we're going to delve deeper into about uh, cycling hormonal herbs, and we've got a lot of questions about that on the website, give you some more give you some more information from the man himself who came up with this idea, but before we get there, uh, I'd like to welcome you to the call, Mark. Thanks, Logan. Glad to be here. Yeah, so can you tell us a bit of your background, you know? Uh, how you got into this field and started working with herbs? Yeah, you know, the main thing for me, it wasn't really a, like a academic type thing. It was uh, when I turned 40, um, mm-hmm. I started having problems with sexual function, motivation, libido, energy. Basically, my life just kind of tanked. Um, I remember watching a video with my wife on the couch and there was this one particular scene where I raised my arm up and I looked at the arm and it looked just weak, thin, loss of muscle mass. And I've always been an easy gainer, always carried muscle, you know, done sports all my life. And I looked at that and I thought, something is not right here. So at that point, I decided to start uh, trying to figure out what the problem was because it wasn't just the look of my body. It was really a zest for life thing, you know, mm-hmm. the lack of will to go out and conquer life, to get stuff done. And, you know, to be totally honest, to have, you know, regular sexual relations with my wife, I just kind of lost the mojo to do that. And... You know, I've had this site for a long time now, since 2009, and it's it's a real common problem. And when you start to lose your hormones and you kind of head down that path towards low testosterone and high cortisol, you start packing on weight, you lose muscle, it drastically changes the quality of your life. So that's kind of what set me on the journey down this herbal path to try to fix that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what you said, that's a, a big point that you, you lost that zest for life. I mean, I've heard testosterone described as a success hormone, and a lot of people think of it in terms of, you know, the, the being able to keep muscle and also the sexual function. But really it's dependent, it's critical for so much more than that. Yeah, you know, it's I look at it as the happiness hormone. And, you know, when we talk about mm-hmm. herbs, I use testosterone as kind of a, a global term, but it really has to do with, uh, you know, a dance between several different different hormones. It's just that testosterone is the easy one to focus on. There's mm-hmm. dopamine, and then there's cortisol, which can be good and bad. 
But the, the, the bottom line is you want to have a balance between the hormones to where the zest you had, and if you've had it, you know what it's like. I mean, let me ask you this, Logan. Have you ever had a bad day when you woke up with plenty of sex drive? <laughs> Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, you know, physiologically, it's virtually impossible because when mm-hmm. you have sex drive, you basically you have the hormones you need to make you happy because you get busy in life. There's a performance thing. You know, men are really mm-hmm. good at focusing on one good one thing at a time, dialing in, taking care of business, getting stuff done. And uh, <clears throat> the huge part of that is, you know, the sex drive that, that fuels all that is, is driven by your base hormonal state. And if that hormonal mm-hmm. state falls out of whack, um, it's hard to be happy. It really is, you know. Yeah, the way I, I described it from my studies with Chinese medicine, it's that sort of yang drive that we have. That is, it's the, the same thing sexually. You know, you got to have it there, but that means you're going to be able to have athletic success. You're going to be able to have business success. Basically, success in any field that you want to have. Yeah, it, it's really the driver behind male happiness. I mean, there was a really interesting study that came out of Harvard recently where they took people and started uh, evaluating what state they were in mentally. And the people who, whose minds were wandering, specifically men, like bouncing from topic to topic, not dialing in on a specific thing, were the most likely to be depressed. And the thing that testosterone does for a man is it gives you the drive to accomplish things. And like I mentioned earlier, men are really good when they dial on in on a thing and go out and get it done, you know, whether it's food, shelter, chasing women, uh, security. You know, testosterone is a thing that drives all those. And, you know, for example, sports, the analog today is, is, you know, if you compare that to the past, it would be hunting or fighting, you know. You have to mm-hmm. wake up and do that stuff. You have to go out and whether it's in the boardroom or it's out on the sports field, a man has to wake up and have a sense of purpose in life. You have to go after specific things because if you don't, you know, think of a, think about two dogs. This is going to be kind of a weird analogy. <clears throat> so say you got this fat dog that lays on the porch all day, isn't out digging up the garden, running around the neighborhood chasing tail, just kind of laying there. And then say you have mm-hmm. another dog who's lean, he's out there running around, trying to find female dogs to breed with. You know, which one do you think is going to have more testosterone? It's going to be the one that has specific focus to accomplish certain things in life. And that that's what a, an optimal hormonal state gives you. And mm-hmm. herbs are... They're a path, a pathway to that. They're they're a side dish, and they can definitely help once you hit a certain baseline. And once you have a certain level of health, they can really take things to the next level. You know, if you use them appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You know, of course, we focus on the herbs having company in that, but really have this holistic view. You know, just taking the herbs won't 
give you optimal testosterone. It has to be with what you eat, what you drink, your sleep, your lifestyle, what how you train, all sorts of other factors. So could you give a so, Go ahead. Uh, could you give like an overview of, I mean, you mentioned like the dance of hormones. So how do you sort of approach working with hormones and optimizing them? You know, the main thing is, I mean, if you were looking at a, a, the bedrock, and the foundation of everything is your relationship between physically muscle and body fat has to be directed towards muscle. You can't allow body fat to take over because then you've got aromatase converting your testosterone to estrogen. And mm-hmm. a common situation with, you know, when you're converting too much of your testosterone, a really common thing for men that are in that state is an, an, an intending sense of doom. And where you're, you don't have optimal testosterone, you have too much estrogen, you're putting fat on in the wrong places, and you kind of walk around with this feeling like the world's going to end soon. And I think part of that is the lack of focus where you're not focusing on one thing, trying to achieve an objective, get things done, move your life forward. And then I think it also comes from the fact that you're taking on more of a feminine profile. And mm-hmm. that's just not the way to achieve happiness in a homo sapien male. You know, you have, testosterone needs to be riding shotgun. Obviously, you need estrogen, plenty of other hormones, but you want those main hormones out front because, A, you're going to look better. The opposite sex is going to be attracted to you from the pheromones you're putting off, the way you look, the way you act, and, yes, that includes the woman... If you're married, the woman you're sleeping with already, she will like you with more testosterone if you direct it appropriately. And um, it's just a global sense of masculinity that a guy needs, I believe, to be happy. I agree with you. So if someone came to you with low testosterone, what would you recommend for them? Well, the first thing that you do is is uh, get their body fat levels where they should be. Um, another thing that a lot of people don't do is they don't get out in natural sunlight. Vitamin D is mm-hmm. a natural aromatase inhibitor, you know. So mm-hmm. you, you have to maximize your vitamin D levels because it's actually more of a hormone than it is a vitamin. You have to increase fat-soluble vitamin intake. So if you had chicken breast, white rice, and steamed broccoli with, av- uh, with olive oil on it, you got literally zero vitamin A. And vitamin mm-hmm. A is like the bedrock fat soluble for testosterone production. So dump the olive oil, you know, eat some grass-fed beef or whatever turns you on as far as meat, but not a dry chicken breast that is basically pure protein. And use things like grass-fed butter, um, and uh, increase your fat-soluble intake. Another huge, huge thing is avoiding estrogen mimics in the environment. <clears throat> so if you're waking up and spreading right guard on your underarms, putting on cologne, uh, you clean your house with conventional cleaners, you're literally flooding your system with compounds that 
have a negative impact on your ability to synthesize, manufacture, and this is right down in the testicular level, uh, mm -hmm. male hormones. And if I were to rank them, I'd probably put body fat first, um, getting chemicals out, and then just maximizing nutrient intake. Give your body the substrate it needs to actually build the hormones. And then you've got to move your body, you know, um, and then a kind of an odd, not an odd thing, but something that many men don't think about is you have to behave in a reproductive manner. So going back to that dog example, you know, he's going out there and he is pursuing engagement in a sexual manner with a female. And if you're laying around your house and you never engage in that behavior, and even worse, if your relationship is bad and you're a victim of nagging, that's going to increase cortisol. <laughs> it's not conducive to hormone production. So you keep your body fat down, avoid estrogens, get natural sunlight, increase fat-soluble vitamin intake, and then when you get a little spike in hormones, take advantage of that and start acting like a, a sexually fit male and, you know, copulate. Really important. A lot of men forget about that. You know, so, that, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it, it, it's interesting. You seem to have sort of it's going both ways. If you have higher testosterone levels, you're going to have more of a sex drive and go out there. But also, some studies have looked at that. You know, when you have sex, that increases your testosterone. So it's really happening on both sides. Yes, it definitely does. I mean, it's a big loop. You know, and you have to keep on the wheel. You know, it's. You kind of have to look at your life as, you know, what, what, what's your objective? Because once you dial in and nail down that objective, you're, you've entered a level of higher level thinking. Like, what is the reason that I'm doing this? And the answer to that equation is happiness, period. That's the end of it. Because when you lose that stuff um, and the hormones and the drive – and really the motivation to just get out of bed and do stuff, it's not, you know, it's not conducive to happiness. You have to attack life like, you know, look at, a, look at it like a, a native running around in the wild. You've got to go out and you've got to find shelter, protect your environment, build, create, uh, develop security, and reproduce. And you have to you have to bring this analog into nature, into into the modern world, out of nature into the modern world. And you're not going to catch that if you're 40 pounds overweight. You're taking multiple meds. You watch TV every night, and you're living on the McDonald's diet. You know, I get uh, I send out emails a few times a week to. It, it's about 20,000 men now. And usually when an email goes out, I get 30 or 40 responses back. And this, this is the major problem. You know, they're looking to take an herb to fix the situation, but they haven't laid the foundation. You've got to go out there and take care of those basic things first. And when you do, and you have everything right, and you don't have to be a fitness model, you need to be heading in the right direction. Once you have that, the herbs can really work magic. So it's really getting that mindset, deciding where you want to go and why, and 
happiness is the reason, and there's nothing more important than that aside from your health. So you make the decision, and then you create rituals to start knocking these things out. I call them protocols in my email. So whatever your problem is, if it's weight, choose a protocol, develop a ritual, knock it out, and then when you start making progress, use the herbs, and it can take things into the stratosphere if you do it appropriately. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's dive into those herbs now. I think yeah, that's some great advice on the foundation, stuff I've definitely recommended myself to other people before. Um, right. So starting with the herbs, uh, what would you say are some of your favorite herbs for helping with testosterone and the other related hormones, of course? Okay, well, that's an easy question to answer because what did I take today? You know, I had a huge day today that it was ending with a podcast so I needed to be up. I took Tongat Ali because, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it pushes your, your testes to increase the production of testosterone by, you know, triggering, triggering hormonal signals to your hypothalamus and your pituitary. It resu- reduces cortisol cuts back on the binding of SHBG, and some people say it even increases blood flow. But the thing with Tongat is I can take a very large dose of Tongat, and I've never had a negative, and if I cycle it, it's always just like a kick in the seat in the pants. So um, Tongat Ali is by far my favorite. And then if I were to go down from there, I'd probably say uh, Pine Pollen. I really mm-hmm. like pine pollen, look forward to pine pollen days. And uh, Tongat Ali brings on probably more motivation, but pine pollen is a really, for me at least, because these things hit people differently, pine pollen is really good when you're going, when you know you're going to have some solo time with, with, with your female because it's great for erectile issues. Uh, I mean, it just brings on wood when you cycle it and take it. <laughs> you know, take it the right way. And, uh, you know, when you use it, and like I said, engage in reproductive activity, you know, you walk out of that bedroom, you're feeling pretty good, and so is your girl. So it's more of that global, physiological, you know, at a base hormonal level, you know, that you just feel better about everything. You're more productive, you're happier, you're more energetic, forward thinking, and you're not worrying about, you know, the small stuff in life, you know. That, that's the thing about men. Focus on something big that's going to improve your life. Get off the couch, do things, and, you know, these herbs can help you get there if you, uh, if you use them and take the energy they give you to uh, create something in your life, you know. Yeah, it's, it's fine that the term is procreation and and the root of that's create, and you know, it's it's that same energy that is driving different types of creation, whether that's reproductive or not. It's really essentially the same thing. Yeah, it is. You know, and people use it, use herbs for for different things. You know, a lot of them use them as adaptogens to kind of help handle stress and 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 calm. Thing with me is though, I've always found when I'm when I have high sex drive and I'm killing it in the world. I don't have any stress. So the main thing for me is I want to wake up in the morning, and I I don't know how far we can go on the PG-13 content, but I want to wake (laughs) up with morning wood because I own six websites and a couple of blogs, and 
I, I write a lot of content, and I'll just tell you this, Logan. When I wake up with morning wood, I sit down at the keyboard, and the words just flow because I know that hormonally my state is perfect. You know, all is well in the world. I'm, I'm youthful hormonally. But when I wake up with nothing, you know, I sit at the keyboard, and my brain basically tells me, I'm not helping you today. So it's, it, it, it's a great benchmark, and, and pine pollen really does that well for me, you know, uh, as far as um, the erectile function. I think it's a, a great herb for that, even though, you know, the main benefit people talk about is that it actually contains testosterone. For me, it's a wood supplement. Um, so, yeah, Tongot Ali for the, the energy, motivation, hormone th- synthesis, and then, uh, you know, I, I'd have to put pine pollen up there as well. Yeah, that is definitely two of my favorites, and that, that's interesting. I, I do a lot of writing myself. I haven't actually correlated those things, but I'll have to start paying attention to that as well. Um, so it, you mentioned a little bit about cycling the herbs, and that's kind of one of the main things I wanted to talk about on this call. You came up with a protocol that I found very interesting, and I've actually been doing uh, you're using your idea the past two weeks and finding it's working quite well. So I'd like you to go into a little bit of detail about that. Okay, yeah. So back in the day when this happened for me, this was before Superman Herbs or, I mean, even Amazon, I don't think, carried Tongat at the time. So I was buying the stuff. Uh, it wasn't Malaysia. What's the other country? Indonesia? Indonesia, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I was buying their stuff because I read that they, their product was better than Malaysia's. Is, is that uh, been your experience? Um, from what I understand, I've, I've seen people that say that, but uh, from what I understand, you can't actually really get it from Indonesia anymore. There's like too much of it was being used, so they made it illegal. So I could be wrong on that. Yeah, so that was a while ago, and plus I could have been juking mm-hmm. this information on the web. But I'll tell you this, I spent a fortune on this stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, it came in, very excited, dosed up, um, and was literally flying that day. Everything is working right. Mood, energy, motivation, it was just killing it for me. Uh, so then the next day I took it again, and it was you know, a little bit less. just didn't quite kick in the same way. So I stayed with it because people were talking. The guy that I was, uh, his advice that I was following was talking about, I think, a a two-week cycle, three days off, back on again. So I tried this Mm -hmm. cycle and killed it the first time around, but then it started to fade, and by the end, I was feeling nothing. Started up cycle two, absolutely nothing. I didn't get squat. So... um, Several experiences, uh, I had that experience several different times, and then I finally thought, okay, really like to hit on these herbs the first time I take them, but if I keep taking them, it doesn't work uh, like it did that first day. So I started mm-hmm. accumulating different herbs, um, taking one herb a day, and then taking a full week off. And also, if I was feeling it on a, on, you know how you wake up some days and you just, you already feel it. Everything's great. You don't need anything. So I'd, I'd pass on, on using an herb that day. Then I just started cycling them, and I found that I could get that initial hit. And uh, I don't know if it's the negative feedback loop. I mean, there's 
I've had arguments with guys this all, uh, about this subject all the time. Could be the negative feedback loop because your body loves to keep hormones in a certain range. <clears throat> so it looks at, you know, your body's looking at your baseline health situation, you know, your body fat, whatever. And it likes to keep things in a specific tight range. Same thing with blood sugar, blood pressure, everything. They're hard to change until you actually change your, your physiology. So um, with these herbs, I found that I could go in and I could kind of do a, a frontal assault by taking the herb in a, in a hefty dose on one day and then just parking it for uh, a week or so. And that's really what uh, got the cycling thing going, you know. So take it, take a day off. Uh, a week off and use something the next day if you need it but if you don't don't take anything you know it's always good to, to give the liver a break as you, as you well know so that's mm-hmm. kind of how the cycling thing developed and once I started cycling and creating these big gaps between doses the hit from these herbs uh, just w- was very consistent and that's that's basically how the protocol was built yeah, it's very cool, and it makes a lot of sense to I me. Mean, one of the first things I heard about hormones was the because they're basically chemical messengers in the body that if you are, you know, doing one thing, the body's going to get used to it, and then it doesn't have the same effect. So when I heard about your protocol, I thought that was very interesting. That's why I've been experimenting with it lately. So is it you do – uh, when you lay this out for people, because it sounds like you really – you're listening to your body, so you – Take some herbs when you feel you need them. Don't take them when you don't. But for people trying this, you just get a range of seven different herbs. Take one each day through the week and then repeat. That's exactly it. And when you're feeling it, take a day off. I also suggest um, to uh, add a little fat to these herbs when you mix them up, just a drop or two of uh fat because there's certain alkaloids in there that your body won't absorb unless they're consumed with fat. So, you know, using an example, you can eat tons of blueberries, but it's all going to come out in your feces unless you consume those berries with fat, then you're going to absorb all those polyphenols or however you pronounce that when you consume those berries with fat. So I like to take them with a little bit of fat, and I think that increases the absorption. Um, to give an are you taking butter or what do you use? Just a few drops of olive oil. You know, you know your herbs are challenging to take, but anything that is good mm-hmm. requires effort. You know, and it's easy to pop a capsule, but you can't play with dosages with capsules. You can't uh, you can't add fat, and um, you're typically getting way more fillers than you are herb. That's why I'm so high on your product right now. I mean, I just got an email from a guy who's been cycling another brand that we've been using for a long time from another company, and he was like, this is just, it's been life-changing for me, Mark. And he's following this protocol of cycling the herbs, putting them in mildly warm water, adding a little bit of fat, and... um, the fat is there because, you know, as I mentioned, you want to you want to take in those al- alkaloids. And I know most people don't smoke, but a great example that will demonstrate how these alkaloids work is a few people will relate to this, but I'll tell it anyway. If you if you've ever smoked a cigarette, most people have. You kind of get this buzzy brain feel when you take a drag, <clears throat> and that's the alkaloids working. It's not the nicotine. So smokers will tell you 
that when they are vaporizing nicotine, pure nicotine without all the alkaloids, just the pure nicotine in an e-cigarette or a vaporizer, they don't get the brain feel, and that's because of the alkaloids. And um, so that's why I like to add the fat. It gives you a little bit more of a brain feel when you take these herbs. And um, the brain feel component is... It adds a lot to the equation, so that's that's why I recommend that men, you know, put a few drops of olive oil in there with warm water, stir it up, and shoot it back, and then uh, you know, go after your day. Yeah, very cool. I, I'm curious, uh, have you worked a lot with tinctures versus working with powdered, uh, the powders and pills, that sort of thing? And have you noticed any difference between some of the different herbs? Yeah, that's actually a good question um, because the tincture is very similar to, I, I see those as being more medicinal, more of a, a blunt force approach. I think it kind of concentrates uh, the specific nutrients that you're trying to trying to intake that are going to spike your, your testes to start producing whatever it is uh, that particular herb produces. And, you know, like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier, it's not always testosterone. Um, I get more of a brain feel component. Um, from dry herb as opposed to tincture, but tincture has its place, um, you know, more of a sledgehammer in in some situations. For me, like with pine pollen, it feels a little more medicinal. So if I was waking up uh, four or five days in a row with no wood, I'd be loading up on tincture. But if I Mm -hmm. have some baseline wood there, it's not quite where I want it to be, I'd probably go with the, the the powder just because of all the other components, the proteins, the alkaloids, and all the other stuff that are in that powder. Um, you know, Mother Nature does good things, and and right. and uh, I personally I prefer powders, generally speaking, over over the tincture. Yeah, very cool. So uh, you mentioned tomcat and pine pollen. What are some of your other favorites? Well, um, I'm. I'm kind of turning into a big fan of Sestanch just because of the the brain feel that we talked about. Um, I Mm -hmm. I get a a really good brain component when I take that herb. Sashandra is good. Um, You know, that's a berry, as you know, that's been used as a a sexual tonic in China for a long time. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Good for the liver. I think that's a good one to take. You, know, you always got to give your liver a break. You got to think about that. That's why it's good to take days off. But for me, <clears throat> it's like uh, a schwanden a little bit in a, little, in a way because it calms me down and it helps with the pair bonding aspect. Because if you're, you know, if you're doing all these things and really going after the testosterone, you got to step back every once in a while and you know show your show your soft side to your female and and Shisandra does that for me it it calms me down relaxes me and but still gives me the drive you know the drive to to take advantage of the situation with her so I'm a pretty big fan of that one too I, when I take that herb it's uh it's really good for well-being with me personally and I know these herbs can mm-hmm. help people in different ways but I really like that one as well very cool. Um, so, is, is there any other like benefits or you know great tips or something that has worked well for you or your clients? Uh, uh, well, you know, these? we haven't really talked about okay. nettle. 
Um, mm-hmm. And we get a lot of you know we get a lot of questions about nettle. Um, yeah. So do we. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, th- I, th- I think that's a good herb. It, uh, it it's definitely good to in, in include in that in the package that we sell. You know, the the bundle that we sell because mm-hmm. it's, it's a mild aromatase inhibitor, um, and it also uh, helps with uh, SHBG binding globulin. Mm-hmm. Uh, reduces that, um, but. The one thing that I want to caution people who are using it is it does prevent the conversion of testosterone to DHT. Um, And that's a good thing, and that's a bad thing. Because if you're taking too much nettle, um, you're going to lower DHT levels too much, and DHT is just a vital hormone for, uh, for libido and sex drive. So I get asked a lot, you know, how do I use nettle? And the best advice that I can give, and it's a little bit nebulous, but it works like a charm for me. So if you're, if you, if you're sitting at your desk working or in front of your computer and you start noticing hairs falling out, that's a sign that you have too much DHT. For me, it's pretty obvious because if my DHT levels are too high, while I'm sitting there banging on my keyboard, I'll see four or five hairs fall onto it over the course of a few hours. It's like, okay, I need to take a, a, a dose of nettle. Um, another, th- another indicator is if you go to the bathroom at night and it takes you too long to get the urine stream going, that's a clear indicator that your DHT levels have climbed just a little too high. So at that point, you want to pull out your nettle and and take a take a dose of that and just bring it back down. So it's it's a juggling act because if you take it too much too consistently, you're going to actually lower your sex drive. So you kind of use it just to tap the DHT levels down just below uh, that point where you have a difficult time getting the urine stream going or you're starting to see a little bit of hair fall out and. You know, if you're ta- if you're taking testosterone boosters, there's going to be a time where your ju- your T levels are going to spike. You're going to convert a lot of testosterone to DHT, and you're going to start seeing hair and maybe have a little bit difficult time, you know, getting the urine stream started. That's the time to pull out the the, the nettle root. So, that's very cool. I hadn't heard of those two tips before, so that's very interesting. And the, I, I like that with the whole idea of cycling. You know, you just throw something like nettle root in there every once in a while can help balance out and work in a little bit of a different direction because if you're always yeah. just working with the ones that directly or indirectly help with testosterone, you know, you throw out some of these other things that can help with the other things like the Shazandra as well. You listed uh, that aids in the phase one and phase two liver detox and that may not be directly testosterone, but that's how the estrogen mimics and even your body's own estrogen can get pulled out and excreted so that the testosterone and everything can work better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, your liver is the most complicated organ in your body. Your heart is a kid's toy compared to it, and you definitely want to keep that thing op, you know, operating at peak efficiency. So, and that, you know, that's another reason why it's it's a, you know, when you're feeling it, take a day off and, you know, your nettle root isn't really a, you know, a, a blatant testosterone booster. What it is, it's it's like the referee. When things start start to get a little bit out of hand, pull it out, take a moderate dose, and bring things, you know, rein things back in. And um, 
you know, take a day off here and there, give your liver a break, and uh, that, that's more of a global baseline health issue, you know, keep that liver healthy, and Shisandra definitely helps with that. Um, and I just, you know, I, I love the combination of being, um, you know, having that cool, calm, collected, high sex drive combo. It's really hard to find, but Shisandra <laughs> definitely does that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mark, I want to thank you so much for this. I, I definitely learned a few new things that I'm very excited to try out on this. Uh, where can people go to find out more about you and all the writings that you do? You know, I have a website, boostyourlowtestosterone.com. Um, this entire venture started in 2009 when I was just kind of dealing with this. Um, it's an old site. It looks like crap, but the best thing to do is to go to that site. You can download my ebook right on the home page, and then you're going to get my most updated information in the emails I send out a few times a week. That's a way to put your, you know, put yourself inside the little world that we're dealing with here. There's a bunch of us who are following these protocols. A lot of people having great success. So the best way to do this is to go to boostyourloadtestosterone.com and um, sign up for the ebook, and you'll be in the loop, and uh, we can all work together here and uh, get you back where you belong. All right. Well, I highly recommend everyone do that. Uh, if you're looking for hormonal help, uh, we got a lot of information, but as you just heard, Mark has a whole bunch too, so I highly recommend you do that. Oh, thanks everyone for listening, and thank you, Mark, for joining us. I had a great time. Okay. Thanks, Logan. Appreciate it.